1: And um, what's up, Katrina? Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. Hey, well, hey girl, up, girl. So much.
2: Is hey, um, how are you? Um, you know what? I think I contracted the coronavirus, so I have isolated myself. I have quarantined, if you will. Wait, t-
1: really? I don't think this is a joking matter because coronavirus is no fiesta.
2: No, I don't think it. But if you, have you really read the symptoms? It's like kind of like flu-like stuff.
1: Yeah, but for you to come out and say coronavirus when like thousands of people have died and like people are very ill, I feel like that I, I feel like that I feel that's like that's gonna be like that we're gonna get some DMs.
2: It just shows how ill I really am, Irene. Do you see me? Look at my skin right now. Look at my face. Do you see me? <laughs> <laughs> Look at my body.
1: Okay, let me just tell you all what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a Katrina Ugh. post-workout outlook. She's a little red. She's a little shiny. But other than that, you
2: look beautiful. I went to jazzercise for 30 minutes, and then I could feel my eardrum bouncing in my ear, and so then I left.
1: Well, that was not a great use of calorie
2: burning. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it didn't didn't feel very good. I, I really think I'm, like, not feeling very well. I think, like, something's happening. Um, but I have a flight tomorrow, and so I'm going to wear one of those, like, nose filters. You know how, like, Michelle Strange does those, like, nose filter items?
1: I feel like that's a preventative thing. It's not going to make you feel any better. Maybe it won't make you get any worse, but you should probably, like, take some vitamins and so take a bath. And Do that whole thing.
2: Yeah, I've I've Stephen, um, who literally handed me an antihistamine, anti-inflammatories, and made me do a nasal spray. Um, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit better. I can at least breathe in and out through my nose, so that's good.
1: Well, that's a good. That's a that's an improvement. That's an improvement. So tell me what what else is going on in your world. Where are you going tomorrow?
2: Um where am i okay oh so super cute i hired my dad and by hired i mean i just asked him if he would do it like i'm not going to pay him but um <laughs> <laughs> i hired my dad to book my travel for me so it's Aww. like super cute cuz you know i for the listeners at home who maybe don't know my my mother passed away about a year ago and it was very sudden and you know dad's like starting to kind of like um you know understand that this is his new normal and so um I, I don't think he listens to these podcasts so but if he if he is listening hey dad um i, I love you but my dad's like he's literally like the best human ever he's from the midwest yeah he, well he's like in the midwest right now it's like total midwest dad just like hey you guys hi katrine how are you like adorable Aww. i love him and i'm like you know he just he retired early to spend time with mom you know yeah. and and then like a couple months later, she passed. And so he day trades and apparently does like really well at day trading. Like, yeah. he's like amazing. So I told my dad he should start like a YouTube channel. Hmm. This is my idea. Calling it your Midwest dad. And it's just like him talking about like, hey, this is how you cut the grass this week. You know? No like I feel like, <laughs> I feel like people don't know how to cut the grass. You know, I like, don't know hey, how to this- cut the grass. I don't cut the grass. Right, right. This That's is what all I'm the saying.
1: grass cutting.
2: That's what I'm saying. Or like um, how to like grill a steak. Like, when I, actually, when like, I cut, the, when I I cut the
1: grass, it looks like a really bad bikini wax there's just oh. like tufts everywhere yeah. <laughs> or
2: like when you're like i need to shave really fast because you have a date but then you're good. like oh screw it i don't not have time just, my my level of grass cutting
1: is just not good and then there's Cute. like around the edges there's just long pieces everywhere oh. yeah i'm surprised like, I it's kind of like, like how i cut lou's hair it looks just like that my grass cutting like... is like lou's haircuts
2: I feel like you'd be, like, one of those people that would need to have, like, the parallel lines. Yeah. So that, like, the the wheel. Like, if you vacuum. Like, I don't know. Do you vacuum? I have a cleaning lady. She vacuums. Okay. but She has right. very yeah, so, strict yeah.
1: rules on how Yeah. The, she's got
2: the lines. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's got to look, what's like, your, inverted what, one way and inverted the other way.
2: What's your cleaning lady's name? Um, you don't know her name? I do know her name. Oh, Lord. Here we go.
1: What's, what's our cleaning? Kim. Her name is Kim. Kim. Kim, you forgot Kim. I, I know. Ugh, it's been a long oh, week. Uh, Kim, Kim is adorable. She's adorable. She's a retired. Um, she's a grandma. Works part time as a grandma for her grandson. For her daughter. She works.
2: She's. She's a part time grandma. She's a
1: Part time grandma, and then a okay. part time cleaning lady. She's awesome. She uh, also doesn't cleaning... listen. She also doesn't listen to this podcast. So she, yeah, no.
2: I don't think my my cleaning lady's name is Juana, and um, she comes over on Wednesdays. So I I love having Juana Wednesdays because. Life is good after Juana comes by. Um, at yeah. any rate, so I told my dad that he should start a YouTube channel called Your Midwest so Dad to help you do stuff. So how did to, like, your dad you, like, get stuff? from
1: doing a YouTube channel to booking your travel? I feel like those are okay. two completely opposites.
2: Well, he doesn't have a YouTube channel yet. I'm working on that with him. But okay. I, what I said was because, you know, dad like literally just like hangs out at home and like I'll call him and he'll be like, oh, today I like broke some icicles off of the shingles or whatever. And you're like, oh, dad. So I was like, you know, dad, I'm really stressed out. I've got like all this travel coming up. Like I haven't booked in my flights yet. And he's like, well, I could help you with that if you like. And I'm like, dad, that's like amazing. Like I can't even deal. And so he literally has access to like – I prefer, like, either Southwest or Delta. So he has access to, like, all of my accounts. He has access to all of my credit cards. I would be so concerned if
1: my mother ever booked my travel. I would be in the wrong state on the wrong day.
2: But my dad is like amazing. He's like so adorable. And I literally, this is what I do. I tell him I'm like, I need to be in this city. So can you just find me an airport that's like close to that city? And then he'll text me and he'll be like, um, he just te- okay, I'll read you a text from my dad. Cause like I'm not even kidding. It's like the most this, adorable this thing ever. This should be
1: a segment. This should be a segment. You should do text from your dad, and I'll do texts from my mom.
2: Texts from my dad. Okay, he goes like this. That's it. Is I'm gonna add that. This goes- is now the
1: official segment um, <laughs> called Texts from Your Parents. And today is Katrina's turn to read a text from her dad.
2: Okay. Um, oh, there's so many good ones. There's Just so do many good one. ones. Okay. I'm going to send emails now. How do you want me to sign your name? Because get this my dad is not only booking my travel, but he's emailing the meeting planner with my itinerary. So he's now your assistant. He legit is my assistant. And so I said... And you're not paying it, him a dime. Not paying him a dime. No, of course. He's my dad. Is he dad. coming no. to
1: any of the meetings with you?
2: I don't... Um, I actually... I'm. You and I are going to see each other in Saskatchewan, <laughs> And so I was thinking about maybe <laughs> flying... <laughs> that there. is
1: not how you say Saskatchewan.
2: Saskatchewan. I'm practicing. I'm
1: surprised you didn't but, put a click in it.
2: I said, Saskatchewan. <laughs> but this is what I said to him. I said, Dad, sign it as virtual assistant to Katrina Sanders. And he goes, virtual or volunteer? I think Aww. he's trying to get me to pay him, that little monkey. So anyways, my dad's like the most adorable so human you being ever. you going to bring him ever. to Saskatchewan? I might, I might. We um, should get him be- on the, the
1: podcast. He could be <clears throat> on our podcast.
2: <gasps> oh my god, it would take forever to get my dad onto this podcast because it took me a while to help him understand how to go onto Outlook. But that would be so great. We would, we could have him, the Midwest dad on. We could ask him to give us like dad tips. Dad, like, oh, what are dad some good advice. tips? Yeah, dad advice because like I'm sorry you're this way we too we get like, my I'm... dad
1: on and your dad <gasps> at the same time stop
2: that you get the Romanian blown. communist advice and then the
1: Midwest dad advice oh my goodness All right. oh my god it's okay adorable. well I'm very happy for, for, for you now having a, an unpaid virtual assistant that gives a care about you
2: oh my god he literally asked me do you prefer middle seat Window seat or aisle seat? Like aisle. Like,
1: aisle and all oh the my, time.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah, aisle, because I, I, A, pee like 72 times on a flight, and B, if... For, first for one in, first th- one out, I mean. Thank you. Yeah. I, I have a little bit of claustrophobia that way. I, like, have to get in and out.
1: I heard, this, I heard this myth, and I don't know if it's a myth, fact, or fiction... Um, that you get less radiation on a flight or on a plane if you're in the aisle versus if you're at the window. I'd be interested if anybody knows the the real truth about whether that's a thing or not.
2: Let me tell you my thought on that. Um, So I was just interviewed by Wine Spectator magazine, and we were talking about oral health and wine. And one of the things that I pointed out was that wine is an antioxidant. Right. And so one of the things that we get concerned about is radiation from dental x-rays. And right. so I, I use a Nomad clinically, and so my patients are, like, wearing this lead apron. It's so funny. We're always like, don't worry, x-rays are super safe. And then we, like, put this lead apron on and we run out of the room to take right. the x-ray, right? So, okay, we put a lead apron on and then I hold this Nomad. And they're like, well, that's weird. You're, like, holding the thing, right, and exposing but you're not wearing anything. And I tell them, I'm like, well, I'm just going to have a glass of wine when I get home. And that's going to counteract. No way. The reactive oxidative species. Is there a science? Really- is there research behind that? I legit made it up. But because I'm the dental wine genist, I think I can say things like that. And it's fine. <laughs> Do you know what okay, I mean? So, okay. Like-
1: so fun, fun fact. It's funny that you should mention the nomad. Oh, thanks, by the way, for asking me how I am.
2: No, I want to get to how you are. But I want to I get to get <laughs> to Nine are, minutes just- later. <laughs> <laughs> How are you Irene? There's no time for you to tell us how you are. (laughs) I'm going to ask you about how you're doing but I I just I want to hear about your thoughts on the Nomad.
1: Uh, It kind of ties into the you asking me how I am.
2: Oh okay. Well I'm sorry I didn't pick up on that cue. (laughs) I'm still new. I'm still new to podcasting. Damn it. You're not that new. All right. Let's try it again. Hey Irene. Yeah. What's
1: up? How the heck are you? Oh, you know I'm living my best life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody um, take a drink. She's living her best living life. Her best
1: life. Um, <laughs> OK, so I picked three different types of flooring this week. And for, your, that, for, for my office. office. And three times I was told that the flooring is actually not in stock. And then yesterday I went in again, picked another flooring. Find out today, also not in stock. And apparently it's five weeks to get it. So I'm I'm not a happy camper on the on the flooring front. Um, but sucks. on the Nomad side, so we're talking about Nomad. So Nomad just got approved in Canada in October. So Health Canada just approved it. And there are no dental offices in Canada that have a Nomad yet. So yet. me me being me being me, and wanting things and to do and to be the first to do stuff all the time. What is wrong with me? Only child syndrome. Um, I, I tried to convince Patterson and my contractors to plan the office out for a Nomad. Um, but, um, long story short, we have, we send this application in October, like way before our contract negotiations and stuff. So we shall see if that's even a thing. And I had to write like a three page, um, document for health Canada about how, what measures I use to reduce radiation to the public and what radiation, what measures I use to reduce radiation to clinicians and to the patient in the chair. And it was like ridiculous. I had to pull up. Wow. Yeah. I had to pull up, um, bylaws and radiation guidelines and like quote facts um for this application so
2: we should Did you have to or are you just like extra and you do that no, do you know what i mean no like, i had to. sometimes i'm i'm one of those people where they're like you only need to do one out of the two sections and i do both because no, i'm like well no you you i mean okay. I, I
1: probably could have done it a little less detailed but um yeah so that's fun fact but interestingly enough like it's been used everywhere for the last i don't even know how long and then totally. here, not at all. So, anyways, um, we should just talk about our episode a little bit. Should we? Yeah. That's I think good. I so. Um, we have to do a huge thank you. This is our first February episode. And Yay! And it was recorded at Voices of Dentistry in January. So, it's like a pretty recent episode that we did. And it's kind of um, the premise behind the next two episodes were... SOS, save Irene, she might shave her head, she might lose her shit, she's probably already going crazy, um, and it's kind of revolving around the practice. So we interviewed two really cool people, so we have two interviews in this one episode that's the same length, they're just shorter, more concise interviews, with Missy Fryer and Chris Salerno who are Hmm. epic. So Chris is a speaker. He's also the editor of Dental Economics Magazine. He's a dentist, owns his own practice, and talks about practice management and building a practice. And then Missy Fryer is the office manager. Her husband's a dentist, and she's been managing his office for like a decade. And She was really cool. She does like this crazy interview. Do you remember her crazy interview questions where she gives people a math question? And watches them on the camera from the other room yes. to see if they're cheating on their phone. I, I like love that. I love that. I, I totally what, love that. What-
2: what she did was she – well, both of them just gave such great, like, over-the-balcony hints that when you when you hear it out loud, you're like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. Right. That's such a – like, what a cool thing to be able to take and apply to dentistry. Yeah. And they did it in such a cool way. And what I love about it is that they did it from a, a kind of a mentorship standpoint for you, Irene, because yeah. really the concept is you're getting ready, you're building this beautiful practice, and now you need that support. You need right. people to kind of rally behind you. Yeah. And, so I I
1: found some useful stuff that they said. So um so Yeah, good. so this episode was recorded live at Voices of Dentistry and sponsored by our friends at Den Supply Serona. So also fun fact, I um I feel like I always have stories to tell you throughout the week and then I don't tell you because I don't want to ruin me telling you it live on the podcast. I mean, I I try so hard to like make myself a note to remind myself to tell you, but Anyways, um, on Wednesday, I was driving to work and I got a text message like super early from Allison Zora. Sub Allison? And she was like, oh, I'm just, you know, cleaning out my office, like doing some spring cleaning. There's a bunch of stuff in here that I'd like to send you to like do some giveaways. So I'm not going to like spoiler alert what some of this stuff is because it'll be um, – some of it will be coming later on in the year. But the first order of business that I have – um, and the first giveaway I'm doing on my personal Instagram is coming up this week and it is for a Neufro Freedom uh, polishing system which is like absolutely amazing it's like a handheld wireless um, profi polisher and it's going to come with like a bunch of tips and some profi- I'm not going to like give away everything here but spoiler a little bit of a spoiler alert that that's happening on my Instagram this week so if you're listening to this um, you should be following me on Instagram at toothlife.irene and go and enter the giveaway. So that's giveaway number one of this year that I'm doing with Dance My Cerota. And I'm going to just preface this that this is amazing, but they are just going to get better and better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you to Dance My Cerota. Thank you, Allison, for, for sponsoring this episode and also for sponsoring the giveaway on my yes, Instagram Yes, thank
2: newsletter. you to Dent Spy. Seriously, they, they are. They're incredible. Really great as, company. As
1: Katrina would say, it snaps.
2: Snaps Dent. for Dent Spy.
1: Hey, we forgot to do something in the last couple of episodes that I was doing before, and I want to go back to it. We were doing a dedication, dedicating the episode to somebody. Yeah. So I'm going to start it now, and then next week you're going to have to dedicate to somebody. So okay. I'm going to dedicate this episode to your dad. So oh you gosh. need to get him to listen to this. But I, what's I your mean... dad's name? What's your dad's name?
2: Bob. Bob.
1: Bob from the Midwest. This episode is dedicated <laughs> to you for helping out your daughter, who in the end helps me. So thanks for helping me inadvertently. Um, so this episode is for you, Bob. Now, let's... Let's, let's We love you, Daddy. Yeah, we love you, Daddy. All right, let's get into the episode with Chris Salerno and Missy Fryer right now. Welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast. We are live at VOD. Live uh, at VOD. Live at VOD. 2020. 2020. 2020. <laughs> um, and we're going to do something a little different for this episode and the next episode, too. I have this, like... I had this... Kind of bright idea, but also it's mostly to save my ass because I'm I've been talking about my practice a lot and it's two months out. So in, <sighs> two months within people, the next yeah within the next sixty days I will have to have all of my shit together and I'm at this place so VOD is cool because it's like a bunch of podcasters but there's also a lot of companies here that you know are here to help share information and help people start practices um, and I've never we've never interviewed more than one person at the same time so we're gonna try this short episode interviews with experts um, in two different episodes. So this episode is going to be about the practice and about the business structure and how to create a corporate culture, corporate structure. We're going to talk about creating a business plan. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about interviewing and hiring. So I've got Epic people to chat with you about. Our first, who is sitting here with me right now, is Dr. Chris Salerno. Hello. Which you all might know as the current editor and chief of uh, Dental Economics Magazine, DE, in the house. And and you run a really cool, or participate in running a really cool practice management event, which I wrote an article about this past year, which is linked below for those of you that want to kind of share my experience of how that was for me. And I thought this was a perfect opportunity for us to kind of for you to give me some advice. This is almost like an Irene SOS cuz I'm at that point now where I feel like Britney Spears that moment before she decided to shave her head. Yeah. So this is it's actually
2: 2007. Yeah. It was like it okay. was like the
1: end of 2006 where she when was like Justin was dumping when her. justin dumped her and she was like binge drinking and okay. almost at the moment. Like I'm at the moment now where I don't quite binge drink. I think I can consume my alcohol at a high level and be normal still, as evidenced by last night.
2: Uh, okay, but um, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, in my mind it looked good, but you, it's like put down the razor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were at that point. Yeah. you like, were like, I'm like, I'm like,
1: uh, it's the hands shaking at the yeah, razor. So I'm yeah, gonna do it. Um. So this is, this i
0: This is actually an intervention. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what this You're is. in a
0: safe space. Am where I? You're surrounded we're by here. love and friendship.
1: As my hands are shaking. <laughs> No, oh, I said, I think this is perfect. And I feel like I'm not the only one that feels this way, but I am blessed to have the opportunity to chat with people like you who have built successful practices and who have struggled through some of the same stuff. And I see half of your head is growing back in. Therefore, you may have shaved your head at one point, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> well. so
1: that, so, you know, and we're going to try and keep it concise and to the point and, you know, 15 minutes of hardcore advice
0: on like, you know, what do you think I should do? So I'm 10 years into my startup, right? So uh, we... Where do you op-
1: practice, first of all? Okay. Tell, tell everyone yeah. like, you, like little Cole's notes about you.
0: Sure. So Cliff Notes here is that, um, so I'm a general dentist. I practice in Melville, Long Island. So it's like suburban area. Um, it, Long Island's a funny area though. It's a little more urban in some ways in terms of patient, you know, personas, very hyper kind of a thing. Urban, suburban, I call it. Uh, we opened my business partner and I, Dr. Aaron Thomas. We opened from scratch in uh, February of 2010, so it's literally almost 10 years to uh, the day. And we started with one patient. Our first day, it was my dad, and then your uh, dad
2: was your first. My patient? My dad was my first patient Aww. in my own practice.
0: I had worked for an asso- you know, as an associate for a few yeah. years and all that. But first patient in my own practice was my dad. And then like day two, my partner uh, Aaron was in the office. She saw one patient. Like that's how it went for yeah, a while. Wow. So. We had um, we had a long road to climb. Were you
1: afraid? Like, do you... And oh, I, I don't want to dive deep yes. too much into your emotions. If you don't want to share, you don't have to. Oh. But, like, I feel like when I do that and I open my office and I don't have a patient for, like, four hours or six hours, like, I'm so used to this high production, boom, 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 your patient is waiting, like, sorry, we can't fill you in. Like, how did it's, you feel? It's
0: probably not going to be that right off the bat with a startup. I mean, you can, you can kind of... Um, start booking earlier right Mm -hmm. and and you know put get your phone number established have them forwarded to your cell phone and you can be booking patients so that when you get in the first day you already have a few people but still it's not the same thing yeah it's going to be a little little quiet there for a while when you do it ask anyone who's in a startup it's like that right um but uh look we my partner and i made a ton of mistakes we had moments where we wanted to shave our heads, do the Britney Spears thing. Um, We're just struggling to pay our bills. We're like, well, which bill do we pay this month because we only have this Mm. much money? Forget about us paying ourselves. Yeah. Now, we worked part-time in other offices.
1: You did, huh? So
0: basically, I would work Monday. She worked on Tuesday. I would work Wednesday. She worked on Thursday. And in those alternating days when we weren't in the office, we were still associating somewhere else so we could make an actual paycheck because we did not have the business pay us with any regularity, especially in those first few years. Yeah. Once in a blue moon, you'd be like, let's take a little morsel yeah. <laughs> sustenance. Yeah. Um, but uh, we made a ton of mistakes in terms of hiring. You know, we, we when we started, we hired an office manager. It's me... There's no office to manage. There's no... Yeah. yeah. It, it's like one dentist on, on staff at one time, one hygienist, which, by the way, you don't have to have a hygienist when you first open. You, you could do the... Mm-hmm. As a dentist, you could do the hygiene yourself. And mm-hmm. then when you get to a certain point, you could do it that way. But we wanted to have hygienists. So it was uh, the dentist, the hygienist, and the assistant, and the front desk person. You don't n- really need an office manager at that yeah. pay grade. To, there's not much to manage here, right? Um,
1: if, you could, if you could tell... What year was this when you did it?
0: 2010.
1: If you could tell Chris Salerno of 2010, one thing to do right away, Mm. like something that you may have made a mistake on and you're like, shit, I should have done that sooner or I wish I would have done this differently. If you can look back and say, this may have made a greater difference in my success today. Maybe not today,
0: but within the first few years. Yeah. Because
1: those are the hardest years. What what would that be?
0: Manage my HR a little bit better.
1: What does that mean?
0: Uh, So... Hire slowly, fire quickly.
1: Mm. Hire slowly, fire, hire quickly. fire
0: quickly. So you have an onboarding process, um, you know, you, where you have your interview. Uh, Most people you just, you, you hire the person and then now they have the job and there's minimal training, if any, sure. formal training process whatsoever. But I've learned that we, we bring someone on as an employee and, they're, they're, of course, check local, state and country laws and all of that right. in terms of employment law. But, um, uh, you know, bring someone on they're now gainfully employed by you, um, but make it clear after you go through policy manuals and, and job descriptions and all of those other things that, that you're probably aware you're supposed to be doing, um, that there is there is a process where you make sure that they're being trained and evaluated. So you take out that job description that every position should have, and you sit down with them on a weekly or monthly basis in that period and say, hey, so let's review.
1: Hmm. Where did you create those job descriptions from?
0: And make it up. Wow. You make it up. You, you figure out what in your office that position needs. And there's going to be overlap, right? Like I want everyone to be able to answer the phone in, right. in a given moment. So mm-hmm. on everyone's job description, it says being capable of. And this is this, the book of job descriptions is not your book of systems. This is not saying how you do things. This is saying who does what. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be known that if you're a, a, a chairside dental assistant in my practice, yes, one of your job descriptions is to be able to represent the office well on the phone, Sure. And that's like basically what it says, represent the office while on the phone. You don't have to get more super specific with that, right? Yeah. And so then when you sit, so person comes in for a job interview, you hand them that.
1: At the interview, you were I, like, this is what you were this, required to do. Are you capable
0: of yeah. Do you have any the, experience? The, the verbiage I, you, you're absolutely right. The verbiage I use is here is a list of the duties that you, you would be expected to perform. Do you have any concerns about being able to perform these duties? And that gives an opportunity to sit, look at, I walk out of the room, hey, check this out, look this over, and come back in. If they say, no, we're good with all of these things, I'm like, great, that's terrific. Huh. We then review that document at whatever interval you feel is appropriate, and you check and put an X through the things that, that are being done or not being done. And again, the way I look at it is uh, if something's not being done, it's, hey, let's just give you a little more training on this. Let's give you a little more guidance on this, mm. right? And at a certain point, if they're still not doing some very basic things that, you know, this requires, um, in many cases, it's because that they're just not a good fit for this mm. position. And so you can then dismiss them quickly. So you're, you're hiring slowly, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You've hired them, but now you, you were able to, um, uh, oh, by the way, uh, working interviews, I think are, can be great too. I I've yeah. certainly mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. looked to yeah. do those too. That's part of the hire slowly.
1: What does your, what does your, like, you had like an onboarding process, process, onboarding. process, so is that like, it starts off with this uh, detailed job description yeah. at their interview and then you do a working interview I, I'll or do, do you do a second interview, interview with no. another team member or no? Not
0: necessarily. Not necessarily. Sometimes it works out that way. If my business partner and I are there on the same day, then we'll both meet the person. Yeah. If we haven't, then yes, that's an opportunity to do a second interview. Um,
1: And then you'll do a working interview.
0: A working interview. Yeah. So sometimes like Aaron will interview the person for the first one. I'm not there in the office that day. Um, so the working interview will be set up when I'm in the office. So I get a chance to meet this person. Tell
1: me a little bit briefly about your, um, like the business plan idea you had mentioned to me earlier. And I'm like super curious about how that all kind of works.
0: So that's the one thing to conclude this. The one thing I would tell myself is just be more serious about onboarding and and when it's not working fire quickly. That's what I would have told myself. We made so many mistakes, but the one thing. Thankfully, that we did right was that we had a business plan before we opened the practice. That we and whether you're an established practice for years, you're buying and acquiring a practice and you want to transform it. Whatever you are, wherever you are in your journey, uh, you can create a business plan. And this normally is the part where everyone's eyes glaze over, like, oh, business plan, mission and vision statements, mm-hmm. and. Okay, core values and all that stuff. And and I think those things are actually important. Mm -hmm. But here's what I mean by business plan is uh, I'm a big fan of a book called The Business Model Canvas, or it's a, a premise called The Business Model Canvas, written by Osterwalder. Just Google business model canvas, and you'll see it. It came out in 2010. It is a visual way to create a business plan. And it has all of the elements, right? Like your marketing channels, your unique selling proposition. It's got all of these different elements, but it is a systematic process, and it's a visual one, which is great for us you know, mm-hmm. dental folks, right? Yeah. I'll only go through the first couple steps, but the very first step is to first identify your target market, and this is the thing that so many dental practices miss, is that we just say, well, I'm here to just service everybody. Yeah. I'm here to do dentistry.
1: They have teeth. They're my target market. Who, who you, yeah. I just want to work on the people in the area.
0: No. So who really who? is your target market? Think about where, in your, where you're pra- planning to open, what kind of population is there?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you
0: are, uh, uh, want to be a high-end fee-for-service cosmetic practice. Are you in the right spot for it? Are you it? in the right spot sure. for it? Are you in a place that would actually support this? Mm-hmm. Will the high-end fee-for-service patients travel to you if you are not in the nice part of town, wherever that, you know, yeah. the wrong side of the tracks, right? Like mm-hmm. when just by thinking of who your target markets are, you can start to make some very important decisions about your practice. So, so that's the first one. And, and the exercise I ask people to do is like describe your ideal couple of patients. And You can have a few different target markets. For us, I, it's a group we call busy business people. In Melville, Long Island, it's a major corporate area. Estee Lauder, Canon, Nikon, these major U.S. Actually, Henry Schein has their major U.S. Mm-hmm. headquarters in Melville, New York. There's, it's just surrounded by major corporate industry. That's our ideal patient, busy business people. Another ideal target group for us is seniors. 65 yeah. plus, right? So you start to get, uh, for some people, they might say soccer moms, yeah. right? So you, can see, so you can see families and yeah. kids. So you start to identify your target market. Great. Now, the second step, and I remember we we'll go through the whole exercise. The second step is, what is your unique selling proposition? What is it that you are presenting them that's unique? And it's not dentistry. No. We're still not talking about dentistry. So what does a busy business person want from their dental appointment? What can you do that's unique? And you can already start to think. Like what if you're a busy business person, you're like walking and talking, making deals on your cell phone, mm-hmm. running mm-hmm. what is it you want from your dental appointment?
2: What do you think? Uh, same day crowns. They want to be able to charge their same cell phones crowns. in the office. Right. You know, they...
0: right. Uh, in and out. Convenient like, appointments. Convenient like, like, appointments. Yeah. Right. They, they're gonna come see you on Open on evenings
2: your... or weekends,
0: right? All correct answers, right? right. So if I were to say, um, I just get a little hangry, I just want my I want my lunch <laughs> at noon. And if I don't have it at noon, you know Going to get very angry, <laughs> so that is a dentist uh, focused. i are totally owner texting that, that to Josh right oh, now. Oh, please do, please do. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, but that is completely ignoring the target market. Yeah. The target market wants to see you on their lunch break, sure. So I don't take my lunch at noon, I take my lunch at two, right. Like you're that a little makes angry yeah. that
2: patient before, but other you know then, what? You're fine. I
0: just I snack on some carrots.
2: Yeah, <laughs> just, just have and some I, cashews. I have some Grab cashews. A of just have some cashews. And you're good.
0: Gluten free. Good. And I'm fine. Yeah. But but so you start to make yeah. so and 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 you get the idea where the rest of the exercise yeah. goes. You you realize well what kind of marketing channels yeah. make sense if I'm appealing to these target demographics. So if you walk into my practice, you will not see. Highlights, magazines, and broken crayons and toys all over the place no, because that's I'm not not your appealing market. to kids. Yeah. I will treat kids in my practice if they if come they come with the an door... adult
1: that's already yeah. a new patient. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. We have a full yeah. dentition. <laughs> we yeah. treat
0: kids in our practice, but we don't build don't, the yeah, practice or yeah. for yeah. them. We don't yeah. market to them. We don't have toy boxes all over the place because no. if if you if, let's look at the restaurant industry. If you are try- if you're a restaurant trying to be a high end like we do, really nice, fine. Yeah, uh, you don't uh, want to be located right, right, elegans, right next to a McDonald's. You're not going to have like a, a ball pit in your no, next to your no. bar, yeah. right? Fleming doesn't
2: offer crayons no. and coloring pages. No, you and don't you get go, to draw on yeah. the
0: on the on the uh, yeah. tablecloth. Yeah. I'm
2: sorry, double lattes, not double strollers. Right. out here.
1: Well, this I, sh- I feel like we need to do a full episode on this. Uh, shoot damn it, Chris, damn it. shoot, damn it. Just dropping that seed in there. Right. You know, so everything that you said has made me feel a little bit better about myself and also a little bit worse. And, and the funny thing that you, like some of the things that you mentioned, I've identified my target market. I've, I, I've used that to identify my marketing strategy. So, um, and you're off to a good start. yeah, it, for me, it's actually hockey moms. Cause my office oh, yeah. is right Not in the
0: soccer moms. It's no, yes, they, The kids don't have teeth because the
2: hockey puck knocked the teeth out. Well, we're Canadian,
1: right? So everyone plays hockey. But my office is like dead center uh, around four hockey arenas. It's almost like they've created a square. There it is. So I've figured out a marketing strategy that will revolve around the hockey arenas. And um, so this makes me feel
0: really happy. You're on the right track.
1: But the staffing part is what gives me um, a huge... Yeah, that's
0: the thing that... But if you just, I mean, I know we just touched on it, but if you follow that, yeah. like just monitor it like you would yeah. monitor any other system, yeah. then you'll be fine. Hire slowly, fire quickly. Don't be afraid to yeah. get rid of someone who you just know is not going to work.
1: I, I, I love this. Awesome. Okay. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, Chris, if they want to come and hear you speak, or if they just want you to give them some insights, where can they find you? The best
0: place to find me is on Instagram these days. I'm uh, the underscore curious underscore dentist on Instagram. And uh, you can always find me on the pages of Dental Economics. Awesome! I'll link okay. that
1: below, guys. Thank you so much, Dr. Chris Salerno, for hanging out with us very briefly. We'll get you back to do a full episode on. I'm really curious to hear your whole like th- first three years of your practice. Sure. But, um, so tune into that, peeps. I'll probably release that in a little bit too. So thank, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Guys. I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Yeah, I have a friend. I'm here. so I am so excited for us to sit down with our number two for this episode. Okay. So, so, so backtrack side, side hustle. Yeah. No, Missy Fryer. I know who you are. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of the story of how I found out about you yesterday. Oh. I mean, I've, I know you from Facebook and yeah. I feel like I know you cause I stalk you and I feel like oh. we're, I feel like we're already friends. Um, that
2: sound in the bushes <laughs> while you're watching Netflix. That's her. <laughs> so we, today's Friday
1: for those of you listening to this, I don't know what day it is in your world, but today we're recording this on a Friday and yesterday I got to VOD And we're sitting outside and it's like a bunch of podcasters that got here. And it's kind of cool because like everyone comes in and this is my first time at VOD. And it's my first time meeting a lot of the podcasters that I listen to. So it's cool because you get to put the face to the name, right? Mm -hmm. So yesterday we were talking about my practice and some people had been following my journey on social media. And my new practice is coming up pretty soon. In two months it'll be open. Um, And I was talking about the most recent post that I did with getting people to submit their resumes. So I have 19 resumes sitting in my Google docs because they have to upload it through Google document. And one of them is for a receptionist who throughout the entire resume spelt the word receptionist wrong. And it wasn't that it was like an autocorrect issue where the receptionist incorrect spelling was like cohesive throughout the whole resume. It was like three pages of the word receptionist spelled wrong and like Ways that I didn't even know you could misspell receptionist. Oh. And then in the section where it says like you know, like proficiencies, her she wrote S- proficient in spelling in, in, spelling in and vocabulary. It was proficient in word and she spelled proficient wrong. Oh no. So I don't know who I was Sad. talking to, but someone was like, You need to speak to Missy about yeah. this because um you and your husband have a practice mm-hmm. and you have like you're like a no b s person when it comes to your right. interviews, and you do Love. like a skill testing math question. Yes. I heard this where she like asks people like what's ten percent of a million and is that the question it's ten percent of a
3: hundred stop and, oh, I and I will tell don't you know the answer to that that like ninety five percent of the people get that wrong. what do they say stop. So a lot like i mean they'll like, six? I mean, they have six? no idea. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. And so... They didn't learn how to move decimals no. in grade three? And these are Just people... Just move the decimal. That you want working at your front desk... <laughs> to handle your money. You have to figure out copays or who, on the fly or have to do math to or do have change. have to give change back. And so, like, that's a qualifier for me. If you don't know what, what 10% of 100 is, wow. there's a couple problems like that. I don't want to jump ahead. No, but no, no. There's a couple like that where the, if they... I mean, I hate to base the whole application on that, but if you get those wrong, like I have to disregard, you know, everything else from there because that's, at the end of the day, you can't get that wrong.
1: So, okay, let's, uh, let's just talk a little bit about, first of all, tell us about yourself. So your practice, where you work. um, and you know, when you decided to open up your own practice and what that kind of looked like. Did you buy, did you start from scratch? So
3: my husband and I own a practice near Cleveland, Ohio, which he started from scratch. Hello, Cleveland! (laughs) Right. Oh, damn it. This one goes to 11. So (laughs) anyway, so my husband and I own a practice um, near Cleveland, Ohio, and he's been a practicing dentist for 30 years, and I've worked with him for 23 years. So I've been... You know, were
2: you like four years old when you oh, started working with sweet. him? I'm are, saying, are you no, kidding me? You're sweet. I'm going to need the name of your surgeon. <laughs>
1: Don't cow. worry. I got it. Okay. It's on speed dial. Okay. Oh, God damn.
2: <laughs> Holy cow. I used but... that Instagram filter the <laughs> oh, other day yeah. where it says,
1: how old are you? You know, have you yeah. seen that? It's like 64. Yeah, that's
3: pretty oh, accurate. Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel 64.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So he did start to practice from scratch. I joined back in the nineties and there was a point in our career where he said to me, I just want to fix teeth. Can you just take care of everything else? Like, can you just, you know, I was like assisting and jumping in wherever necessary. And he said, just do everything else. So I assumed literally everything else, like the, you know, the hiring, the interviewing, the taxes, the training, the toilet cleaning, like everything else. I was just like trying to, you know, you were the
1: office manager and more, the
3: office manager and more. And he said, I want you to create systems for everything. He said, I don't, he's like, you know, you can figure out how you want things to run trial and error. Just, I'm going to give you, you know, the, you know, just do whatever you want to do. So that sounded amazing. Like I had this test kitchen, you know, where I could try and, mm. and do different things. Some of them were good. Some of them were not. I learned a lot, you know, since 1997. And one of the things is relating to hiring. And I will tell you, you said you had 19 yeah. applications. So, In
1: 24 hours.
3: Okay. Well, that's amazing. That's really great. And if I had, you know, 20 applicants, 19 would spell receptionist wrong. Really? I mean, it was, So disheartening, like year after year. And also, I have a teaching degree. So, like, those sorts of things are really important to me to double check your spelling. You know, you're, to me, I always thought if you were applying for a job, it should be the best
1: version of yourself possible.
3: And if you can't do that, like, what are you going to do when you've been here for five years and you're just sort of tired, you know? So, anyway, long story short, over the years, I've sort of honed this interview hiring process because my husband and I own the practice. I take who we hire very seriously. And so like, I look at the candidates who come in differently than, I mean, you'll know, as you're hiring for your own business, like you don't want just any person there. You want the best of the best. Someone
1: said to me that I need to bring my standards down and, and, and okay, so hold on, let me, let me just, let me just preface this with, with a little story. And, and i you know, Instagram is a a big source of communication for me with the, the people that I lecture to when I go to events. It's like it's like a, a, a culmination of all of the things that I do and I put it in one place. And, you know, yes, it's the highlight reel, but it's also like where I showcase some of my fun stuff, my fun side. We throw in some of the crazy dares we do with the podcast. I also will like publish my articles and share it there. So it's like it, sh- it showcases a lot of what I do. And when people would like to work in my practice, the, they use the word fun. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, that is a, a feeling and an environment that I'd like to create. But it's also a place of treating patients with the most sure. efficacious form of treatment, yes. um, providing a, an, an open, free environment. Yes, that might be fun, but that's also super professional. And that might not be the side that people always see of me on social media. So, so how do I get someone to take me seriously? So here's
3: what I've learned. So the expectation has to be crystal clear to people. And so like as far as, you know, if I'm looking for someone to, if I'm looking to hire someone as a receptionist, and it's vitally important that they can compose a letter, you know, without misspellings or whatever, I'm going to take that seriously in the interview process. So if they have misspellings, I'm sorry, I'm automatically going to discount them because they're really, they're not. You know showing me right. their, their their best and so i would never lower my standards i would rather keep my standards where they are and look for longer forever yeah. than 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 lower my standards so if you're if they're seeing that version of you i think the most important thing to do is make crystal clear what your expectation is and what's expected you know out of them and so in other words if you're interviewing for a certain position and these are the criteria that you need, then this is how you're going to conduct the interview to see if they can actually achieve those criteria. For example, if you're looking to take your driving test and you need to get your license for a car, you're going to practice on a car. You're not going to right. practice on a boat, right? You're right. Going to pr- it's going to be right. the exact same thing. So if I'm looking for certain things, then that's what I'm going to put in the interview. So if I'm looking for someone to be able to do basic math, I'm going to put that. In my application right. if i'm looking for someone to be able to compose a letter then they're going to do that in the application process mm. and i don't care like i'm not going to you don't care if standards. it's like
1: a a letter to their florist that they prefer <laughs> uh, tulips <laughs> over roses no, it's just like just write me a paragraph I just
3: if you're looking for certain skills you have to test for those sure. skills so for our assistants i'm looking to see can they can they put together in our office we use a t- we use rubber dam every single day if i have someone who has never punched holes for rubber dam for number three, doesn't know how to, how to assemble, you know, and put the clamp on there, then I'm going to give them a tutorial. And I want to see if they can demonstrate that in the actual interview. And if they don't have good spatial reasoning skills in the interview, they're probably not going to have good spatial reasoning skills, you know, when they're there for work. Now, some people, I get it. They didn't learn it. They're yeah. a quick study. Mm-hmm. They can learn it. I'll give them that opportunity. But if they just, like, can't they grasp They need show it, a sign,
1: right? Give me yeah. something.
3: Yeah. So what I like to do is, like, literally write out a list of things that you want that person to be able to do and then be creative with your interview process to see if they can reach those benchmarks. Because yeah. if they can, if they can rise to that occasion, chances are during a work day they can yeah. do those things. So for me, the biggest thing is, like, problem solving. Without, like, I don't... I enjoy being self-deprecating when it's funny, but I don't enjoy being self-deprecating to a point where you're not going to complete a task. Sure. So, like, I have a lot of, like, riddles in my application. No way. Yes, because I want to like see. Like what? So, there's, like, kind oh, um... a riddle. <laughs> riddle me this. <laughs> I wish I had them memorized. But I have, like, three or four that are on there that, you know, they're they're lo- I'm looking to see are they able to solve a, a problem. And there was is one- it like
1: if Johnny has 4 hamburgers yes, and yes. Johnny gives 2 of them away like how many pickles does Johnny have I is it mean, like that sort of yeah <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> i don't know okay Johnny has 3 slices of pickles <laughs> on 4 hamburgers and he gives away 2 of the but hamburgers.
3: They don't know what 10% of 100 is. How things, many how many slices out. of pickles are left? <laughs> but here's like, what I'm looking they for. They can't figure
1: out it's 6 and they're in trouble. I'm
3: not looking for the answer. I'm looking to see how do they handle that as a challenge. Oh.
1: So like Do they I, google it and do they do it on paper? So there's
3: no cell phones. That's like a huge thing. Oh. Like I have to I make them put their cell phones away. But I'm looking to see how do they handle that. She so, totally is a teaching doctor. <laughs> you totally do have a teaching doctor. I know, you, like see what it? I do with my students. Yeah. It like yeah. oozes it out
2: like, of which, my pores. Which,
1: right? which nerve is infiltrated when you're trying to anesthetize like the lower right canine, and they're all like <laughs> under <laughs> the table? I was like, I, I see I pop, you over there. You. Do we have
3: to drink? Because I heard a yeah, little bit no. about you. Yeah. <laughs> I anesthetized. I've never
2: heard before. That one is. Special. Did I say it
3: wrong? It's anesthetized. 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 We say anesthetize.
1: Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> Drink, bitches. <laughs> okay. So how... Now, this is another thing that my mom is... My mom. How do I say this? My mom's cute. My mom My mom um, has been a business owner for many years, and she used to do a lot of her hiring. And now she's very, like... She's, like, super... Zen feeling. So she likes the whole feng shui and like she's like all about the like, you know, the stars and things need to be aligned. And yeah, like, you know, she wasn't happy with like where I'm putting my reception desk because it's too close to the door and like your money is going to, so I'm, don't worry, I'm going to bring like a feng shui doctor in. Right. So (laughs) it's (laughs) like she's all about that stuff. And then, which, which I appreciate, but her, her motivation to me was like, don't worry about skills. So she said look at the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how much of and I have if I can list five things that I want somebody to be or have or demonstrate it's I want them to have honesty, I want them to have integrity for what they believe in, to be mm-hmm. able to stand up for things that they believe in and I hope that that philosophy is something that I also believe in. Um like I want them to be a trustworthy person where I could leave the office and I'm not worried that someone's going to not lock the back door, yeah. which is like right next to a bus shelter where people right. are coming on and on off, off the bus. Like like there's a list of things that I really want and and, and I find that it's hard to have everything. And we yeah. know this in like life partners where it's like I really wish this person would do more of this or less of that. Like how much of that? Is it a 50-50? Is it a 75-25? Like how much of it is the person versus how much have you noticed can be trained into someone? So
3: there's two things that I really, really look for in an interview. And one of them is when I'm sitting with someone and I'm doing the interview, I th- always think to myself, like, could I hang out with this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's the vibe that they're giving off? Because the vibe that they're giving off is the same vibe that they're going to give off to our patients. Yes. So I've sat in a lot of interviews where I felt almost uncomfortable next really? to the person. And I thought they're going to, if I'm uncomfortable, like I and I get it, people are nervous during an interview, I, I can sift, you know, past that. Yeah. But like, if I'm and I've had people sit next to me, and I'm like, get me the heck out of yeah. here. Wow. So like, I don't want them sitting by patients. So there's, there's that It's almost part like it. you need like an evil eye necklace around your neck, like one of those feelings.
1: <laughs> Mom, so, where are you? Are you here? Bring me a red bracelet immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: I think the other part of that is again, when there are questions that may be a little defeatist to the person on my interview, uh, you know, on like my application, I'm looking to see how do they handle it, mm. you know, and if they handle it with, with grace and dignity, I'm not, I don't care if they get all of the questions, right? Like one of our questions, and this may be a little even outdated with, with, um, just the context. So one of my questions says a stamp costs 49 cents. I think it costs more than that now, but it, it right. says a stamp costs 49 cents. Um, there are, are 100 stamps on a roll. How much is a roll of stamps? So, you know, $49, which right, an right, right. right? which I hope i didn't have to right. tell that right, to anyone right, but, right. But, but when i see people i'm nervous right now like i knew that answer <laughs> yeah, I and i said it, 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 in, in, it in, in my, my head like, oh. and i was like i'm not
1: gonna say it just no, in case i'm wrong missy's never like, gonna $4. hire me <laughs> but it's not I've, my <laughs> hands <laughs> are sweating look you at this guy I am clammy <laughs> you know what this this episode i am the clammiest because it's almost like i'm trying to defend my business plan and i'm trying to defend the things that i'm doing to myself not to you or not to chris Hiring, but it's just like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Is there, is there a form? Is there a formula?
3: I no. I, oh, think, I there's, think there's. I don't think there's a formula. I think there's no. there's tidbits you can pick up from people, but you'll find your own. So obviously. how many people get that question wrong? Most people get it wrong. What I do mean, they it's say? Amazing to me. I've seen again everything from you know a thousand dollars, and then I think to myself like, you're going to be in charge of ordering stamps. Like right, you yeah. should know right. how much you're charging on my credit card every That's month. Crazy. You know. But again, it's not so much the answer because if you, listen, if you have such a mental block or you're nervous and you don't figure out to like move the decimal point over, I can overlook that. But I've had people break down in the interview. Now we know how stressful dentistry is. Every single day is a gigantic challenge. And if you can't handle this, then being here for one day is going to destroy your soul. But if you look at that and you can laugh at yourself and you can say, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? duh, of course, like, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Like I can, I can hang with that. Yeah. So I'm not, do you leave the room? Do you like drop this? What does this look like? So they walk
1: in. So hi, (laughs) my name is Irene. Let's do this. Hi, my name is Irene. Irene. I'd like to become your hygienist at this practice. Um, I am, I'm very excited to, to be here today. It's
3: nice to meet you, Irene. I have an application here for you to fill out. Okay. Um, there are some general logistical questions in the front, and then there are some basic math questions, some other kind of things in, in the um, the rest of this. I'm going to ask that you not use your cell phone for any of the math questions. It's really easy. It's basic math stuff. Nothing at all to worry about. Okay. And then I hand them the application. Yeah. And they sit there, and just because. Are of, you in the room? I'm not in the room, you but leave. I leave. I don't necessarily. Do you leave the door open. They're they're in the waiting room. <laughs> oh, okay. But You're there's. Get to your <laughs> seat. I'm just. I'm She's just. She's like, I am on I, the edge I, of my I, seat. I'll leave. I'll leave. Do you have a, a security camera? But do you, there is, do a you camera. is a Do you big brother it? it? There's a camera. There's a camera. Do you watch from tin. the other room? I don't like intentionally, but if I go back to my office, I have it. the cameras right next to me. I can see the whole office. So when I see them still looking at their phones, to me, that's an integrity thing that you just <gasps> talked about before, oh. right? No, you didn't, Karen. So if I see them Karen. using their phone after I, we've made it clear that they're not supposed to, well then how can you trust them? So person? Irene would ask you if there's a rubric.
1: So Irene would say, what's the pass <laughs> fail rate? <laughs> so I'd like to know like is it a 70 is it a bell curve like oh what am i my. working How with here yeah <laughs> yeah i would probably make like two or three jokes and Jeez. be like listen but like here's... can i use a pencil or pen and like oh. what's my time limit but
3: here's the beauty of it so i usually tell people you have about 20 minutes okay you know but then here's the beauty of the whole thing if i see on the camera that they've used you know their cell phone you go after out there I've right away them, no 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 I don't have to c- finish the interview. They hand in their application because I've just and told them. And you say, them, okay, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. I'll, I'll, let, have a nice I'll call day. you. Yes, thank you for your application. I'll let you know. So I don't have to waste my time <gasps> anymore. Wow. Right? Look at you. Genius. Um, but if I, if I see yeah. that they're taking it seriously and then if, when they hand it in, because they always end up handing it in to like someone at our front office. Yeah. So those people are sort of like my spies. Yeah. So they'll be like, oh, she laughed or she was stressed out or whatever. So they'll give me that information. So I know if it's worth my time, like actually keeping them around for an interview or calling them back Ooh. or just letting, dismissing them, Damn. you know, cause here's the thing. I've wasted a lot of my time, a lot of my time interviewing people that were not really worthy of my time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I have like these little, I don't want to call them like tricks, but I have these little things in place that allow me to know if I should, you know. Stick Around and interview them, or if I should just send them on their way, they're not the right person for it. See, us. this is
1: this is so kind good. of interesting. Yeah, it's so good. It's so, it's like I've, I hate my life right now. <laughs> I I don't envy you if if we if we both cut our wrists at the same time and put the blood together (laughs) can I get some of your blood inside of me like like do we then become the sisters yeah it's like the witchcraft movie but then I now take on some of the brain capacity that Missy has like is that but here's my other I'm
2: I have so many concerns about sharing bodily fluids I mean I've I've Uh, I mean we work in dentistry dentistry. there's fluids every day you breathe the
1: air you share the fluids We've all seen the video, if blood were red. If saliva, <laughs> saliva were red. Were red. Like blood
3: is red. Yes. Yeah, sh- <laughs> but here's my other piece of advice for you. I am always... always... A phone call
1: away. Thank you. Here's my phone.
3: Please. What's your number in? and here. I just slid my phone problem. across
1: the table and she pushed it back at me. Every uh-
3: <laughs> I am always keeping an ear out. I am always... Accepting resumes. I am always sort of quietly interviewing in the background. Really? Because you never know. Mm. Yeah. Even like right now, I love everyone. If everyone stayed, I'd be set for life. They're amazing. And they're so good to me. And I appreciate everyone that we have. And I never want them to leave. But somebody will. You know, at some point, someone might get pregnant or or open a practice or whatever. Yeah. something They're going to go on to bigger and better. I get it. And I have been in the position many, many times in my life where... Actually, I think eight years in a row, someone put in a two weeks notice right the day before I went on a vacation. Oh, no.
1: Almost oh. eight years in a row. Why? Why it's do you think just, it was that day before? I think
3: it's just easy for them because I'll right. be gone for a week or two and then that's their week or two, you right. know what I mean, to leave. Yeah. And, and, it, and then... I know,
1: may or may not have done that once. <laughs> I never
3: have. I didn't. Those were the worst vacations ever. Of course, yes. because I'm yourself. I'm trying to put an ad out. I'm trying yeah. to interview from afar. I don't relax. It's it's been it's not yeah. fun. Yeah, but I'm always damn. Now I
1: regret that I did that. I'm sorry, Missy.
3: <laughs> Just don't do Doctor, it again,
1: Doctor Carol Waldman. If you're listening oh, to geez. this,
3: <laughs>
2: here we go. I'm so sorry. We're sorry about so Irene's sorry. poor behavior. She's not
1: listening. To this. She hates me.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, well, we know why. Yeah, yeah. we now know why. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anywho, but if you're
3: always. Keeping me my future staff is
1: this please don't do that to me.
3: <laughs> but to keep it always, you know, keep your eyes always. I mean, we've offered people who were great, you know, servers job. Our office manager worked at a Jimmy John's. Yeah. Jimmy John's? No, no, no. Debella's, Debella's sub. She gave us amazing customer service. Yeah. We had just come off of a really, really bad day. Someone who had tested positive for drugs at our office and oh. we had just fired her. Kevin and I were like, how do we had the worst day ever? We go to this Tabellas. We had this amazing cashier, yeah. and jokingly, Kevin's like, "Do you hey, want to work for me? Hey, yeah. you want a job?" And that was like eight years ago. She's our office manager. No way. So, like, just keep your eyes out and look for exceptional people that that encompass the qualities yeah. that you're yeah. looking for. You mm. know, that's but, really um,
1: good. That's really good advice. I yeah. I appreciate that. I feel I'm in this look. place right now where I feel like I my uh, my timer is ticking, and I need to have someone. I need to have s- Keep saying it was like I need to have my receptionist in by the time my IT guy comes to like install the computers because I need my receptionist to know X Y and Z and like I need. But here's the and thing: and I'm, I'm going
3: to change your thinking on that, and that's my it's, problem. It's not that you need your receptionist to know; you need a concrete system written mm. down to so be able to anyone, relay that message. Right? Anyone who's the receptionist will be able to fulfill whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. You need that that written down in stone somewhere, and it shouldn't matter who that person is. That can be interchangeable, but you know that that whole and that's actually the other thing that I do is that I have a business partner where she and I write um training like manuals, manuals. Yeah. yeah it's not really like specific like training office. manuals yeah it's yeah. more like here's a general implementation general, strategies yeah here's a general concept for something that most offices do how does this apply to your practice because you can't really write a one size fits all for every yeah. practice but what you can do is say most practices you know do an office tour that highlights their really great, you know, things that separate them from other offices? What are the things that separate your office? So it's those sort of having those written expectations and then giving your team as many tools as possible to be successful is everything. So the person, as long as you find the right person who could handle a challenge, the person who can come in, who's willing to learn, the person who is willing to, you know, follow your system, then you can do anything. And that all comes from the, the way that you hire and interview and onboard someone. That's what the, if those are the criteria that you want from someone, then that's what you, that's what you want to, you know, hire for. And that was pretty terrible, Jason. Uh, that, that, this is all
1: being so, I feel like we need to do, I feel, I said this to Chris Salerno and I'm going to say this to you too. Being, I feel like, I feel like we need to do a whole episode on just this. And I'm so grateful so if you, yeah, if you're fun. game, if you're game, yeah. um, Yeah, I'm like in this kind of cool little niche where there are dental hygienists out there that can open up dental practices. And and there aren't many states in the U.S. that allow it. And there aren't many provinces in Ontario that allow it. But for those of us that do, I mean, there's a lot of dental hygienists that are running dental hygiene practices. And Mm -hmm. now they're getting to a point like my husband and my husband's an accountant. We and I consult together and there's a lot of hygienists that are like, I've been doing my practice successfully with just me in it. And now I want to bring on a dentist or now I want to expand or I want to like get two more chairs in. And this is always a thing that we as hygienists, and I don't know if I want to speak for all of you guys that are listening, but for me personally, it's just, it's this mentality that I feel like dentists get more training on business ownership and that is false yeah. Because yeah. I've seen the curriculum that dental students are taught, yeah. and no Minimal. dentist, no Minimal. dentist comes out of dental school no. with an MBA, of and they often feel the same way that I feel right now. Yeah. It's like you know, I I rock at perio, and I rock at knowing how to do my patient stuff, but then when it comes to like which system do I use? Do I go yeah. cloud based? Do I not? Like so the staffing thing, and like yeah. I want I want to hire everyone. Yeah. I want everyone to be an awesome person, and I want to give everyone the opportunity to work in my practice. And I you know I get messages from people that are like. I'm a single mom and, like, I really need this. And, yeah. and, and I my heart goes out to wanting to make it work for everyone. I
3: will say this. Out of everything that we do in our practice, everything, we do a lot of things, the most challenging thing we face every day is the employee stuff. Yeah. You know, by far, I mean, once a week, twice a week, someone is in my office crying. Yeah. It's not because it's work-related. It's because you know, it's a personal thing or this one's going through this or someone in their family died. And every day I feel like I have to have, I have to have the emotional ability to, I have to like invest in that with them every day to be a good leader. You know, we have a a team of about 10 and I want to give them the best me possible. And it's hard some days because I, they're not necessarily taking care of my emotional needs. And I get that as a, as a leader, as an owner, you have to accept the fact that, Every day, someone's going to be in your office needing you, but they're not going to be able to return that favor to you. Right. And it's it's exhausting. But if you have really good people that you love and that who can produce and do good things for your business, you're willing, you know, to mm-hmm. give that to them. And we do not. We Damn. haven't always, but it's stuff. It's it is is deep is. stuff. It's deep they're stuff. I think it's an extension of your brand. There's yeah. an extension of your business. Time for a quick I don't have yeah, any more alcohol. Drinking. So let's just
1: say we all started off with a full glass. <laughs> I'm almost and I'm done. And I am done. And they're still working on theirs because this, be, this, is, this is an emotional episode for oh, me. It really is. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, it really is. We might need to get you another glass of wine, <sighs> Brittany. Just bring the box.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> good things come in boxes, right? Jewelry, shoes, Rings, yeah. purses. Right. Yeah. Purses. Yeah. yeah. Missy, thank yes, you. Dear. Thank if anyone you. wants to get a hold of you, if they want to come bring you on or in to help consult or yeah. talk or chat or throw some ideas, where can they find
3: you? So my um, one website is com. That's where we write all of the training stuff that is... You know, 20 plus years for me, 20 years of Mary Beth Bajorna's from Dental Support Specialties. We've written all of Buckeye, these. Buckeye Dental Buckeye Productions. com. So we've come together and written really everything, all of our experiences and things that we know about running a front office. Sort of, you know, if you were to, you know, have a new dental front desk job and you don't know where to begin, this will just teach you all of that. Cool. And it's just really our experiences and how we get through every day. Um, my office my husband's office is oh my gosh I I cannot (laughs) right now this is not happening
1: this did not just happen The, yes, so, so I just work. on the mic right now said to Missy and Katrina yes. that I'm all out of wine. And okay, Allison Zora from Dentsply Serrano oh, brings cookies, cookies and, wine. and wine. Thank you. I have to yes. say, you're so the best sponsor ever. Ask what? and you
3: shall they receive. Spoil you have the to give, she's like, us. I have to give them their tray oh, back. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, we'll take oh, the cookies okay. and the wine. Thank you. Oh God, oh, I love you. Thank you. Guys, take a cookie. I love you. Like, I love I, you. I'm
2: good. You can have my cookie.
3: Shoot, I mean. I'm
1: gonna put it right here. Oh my no. goodness. Oh my can, gosh. This is, okay, hold so on. Good. To Allison Zora. To Thank Alice you. To Allison Zora. She's Thank amazing. you. Yes, oh, love you. you are the best.
2: Get a picture of what us. What do you need? Are we cute? <laughs>
3: thank you thank you thank you thank so you. good thank you this is so fun yeah, it, i mean you. we're like working but we're we're like you know, working, partaking, partaking. Well, well, welcome to f- the tooth or dare podcast
2: cheese and wine <laughs> if you haven't These listened to spots. any episodes. why have
3: i not been here before <laughs> this is how they go down
1: yeah
2: this is how this. all right goes. everyone thanks again um missy for being with us today we- i want to do a quick irene check-in are you are you feeling okay are you gonna put are you gonna shave your head still like where are we on the, the Brittany of 2007 scale i'm still at the half head now Okay. I've
1: like decided not to shave my whole head. Do you have an umbrella? Mm. Wasn't there some sort of yeah. power with oh. Yeah, with the paparazzi. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't have a paparazzi problem okay. just yet. Okay. Maybe if I had like a few more Instagram followers, aka follow me on Instagram.
2: Um, Would that make you feel better? Would that no. stop you from shaving your head? I don't know. Do you think Chris would what if you did like a mohawk? Like you could shave the sides and just like leave. That's where I am
1: right now. Right that's now I'm so at half great. head. I mean, I'm at like I have amazing. two cowlicks, so I feel like I got to keep one, but Cowlick drink. Yeah. Okay, thank you guys. Let's <laughs> let's let's wrap this up. We're going to have our beverages. Thank you guys. All right. Okay. Everyone stay tuned. Okay, I totally did not realize that we didn't do truth or dares for these shorter episodes. So we've got oh. this one and then we've got one with um, Gina Dorfman and Josh Austin that we didn't do a tooth or dare for,
2: for these two episodes. What should we do? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Should we, should we do a, a tooth or dare between I us? Like oh, be I okay. feel like we have to. We I feel like we have to, because we also
1: mean, missed one at the very beginning, and our Instagram story is broken now. It goes from episode 30 to episode 32. Not no. cute. There's the consistency no. is off. So oh I think like we you and I okay. should just do one right now. All right, let's
2: okay. do it. i we haven't done a vir- virtual one of the no. items. Do yeah, you know visually I mean? impaired version. So we'll do. Okay, ready? Run 2 3
1: shoot. 2 3 Scissors. We we both what did, did scissors. Camera, we both did okay. scissors. cuz the camera okay Okay, ready? You you okay, put right your yeah, go? yeah. One, okay, two, 1 three, two, shoot. Three. Ha. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. All right, yes. So you yes, got a yes. dare.
1: I'll dare. I'll take a dare.
2: Yeah. Okay. All, right, all right. All right. Ready? This What's is your dare? dare. I need to see it. I need to see a performance uh, of Celine Dion's oh, "I'm Alive."
1: Oh my gosh.
2: And I need. I need. You need to tell people why you're specifically saying this song. <laughs> what happened this week? <laughs> well, I feel like we were having. I was stressed out, and you were in like your faculty yeah, room situation. I was in the staff room. And I was like, literally, I we, I don't know. We called each other, or Facetimed yep. or something, and we uh, we were just dancing in the kitchen to Celine Dion, and then and then Irene started dancing to Celine Dion. Um, and then when your students came in and they're like, hello, Miss Ainaku, um, could we please talk to, whatever, and you were like, hold on, you, like, had to pretend you weren't just, like, totally jamming out to Celine Dion, you're like, um, yes, uh, your, your, uh, grading for the Explorer, Skilly Val, will be, a blah, 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 and then the student laughed, and they were like, okay, back to Celine, i had to, I had um, to like- totally put my teacher
1: voice on,
2: totally, I, like, hit the <laughs> phone behind the teacher. door, and totally she's put
1: my like, teacher voice on because the students knock on the door and they're like can i please speak to miss natalie or can i please speak to miss irene so and i'm like miss natalie are you here like i had to like, totally put my teacher voice. And on. no and then
2: miss natalie miss natalie was like no i am not, so here. not here and the student was but like i oh. can not hear her the student literally heard that and said oh okay and then left <laughs> like hello because we had to turn celine yeah, back okay. on all right so, so i'm alive
1: <clears throat> performance by Celine I want
2: to see a performance of I'm Alive by Celine Dion so people Dion. probably
1: already know this from like earlier episodes but I'm absolutely obsessed with Celine Dion and I cried when I went to her farewell tour and paid hundreds of dollars to see her in Montreal and then she decided to go to Vegas so I was like so upset I was like, like I she, thought I was not, in the farewell. audience seeing her for the very last time before her retirement and then she totally came back and was like oh psych she's gonna make a hundred million I'm alive, she said. I'm alive again Okay, I will accept yes. this dare. I will accept this dare. Okay, good. so it'll it'll shoot good, up good, on good. our Instagram, like um, whenever. <laughs> We've been saying a week, but sometimes it doesn't so happen in a week. So it'll shoot up on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, make sure to follow along to the Dare Dot uh, Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina on Instagram at the dental wine genist. And definitely follow both of us, follow along. And then you'll also follow along and see what's happening with the office. Um, and you'll watch this dare. Yeah. So, yeah, so thanks so much to Dentist bless Reno for sponsoring another episode. And yeah. for the giveaway that's happening this week um, with mm-hmm. the new fro thank you to Freedom polisher and all of the fun stuff that comes with it, so yeah, so follow along on my Instagram. And Missy Fryer, Crystalerno, props for hanging out and with us. And thank you, thank you so to much. my dad, my travel and agent, earpops. Bob
2: Sanders, my Midwest dad, dad. Thank you so much for the dedication, Irene. That was like seriously the kindest thing ever. Oh, my pleasure.
1: All right, peeps. Until next time. Peace out.
2: Cheers. An a what?
0: Uh, IPA. It's very nice. Oh, an IPA.
2: Nice. I was like, I haven't heard of that before. <laughs> what is an IPA? I believe it's J- called an IPA. An IPA. I like
0: to do uh, sound condescending and then deliberately I mispronounce like things.
2: I do that. So instead of like saying like, oh, let's go to the bar, I call it a drinking establishment. It just yeah. makes me sound like a little bit right. more like upper echelon. All yeah, you I, I mean. <laughs> it's good.
0: Ten yeah. X IPAs. Ten X the just, IPAs. You don't even. It's not necessary.
2: Totes my goats.
1: Put your hand towards your glass, like hold it, because I think it's so the, do good. Do wait, wait, hand, pause, the pause. Hand. There's an item walking by. Do the other hand. Do the other hand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pause. Item and walking then put by. Put that other hand on the table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God!
2: Yes, the eyebrows are so on point. I like it. There it is. Perfection. If I do <laughs> say so. Is your wine? Are you tapis? about to cry? What's
0: happening? Is it bad?
2: So it's yeah. It's not good. But what that's What did okay. you get? I don't know. I let somebody else order for me. That's the problem. Mm. Okay.
0: You know, well, look, I'm the dentist, and I just want to take my lunch at noon. That's just what I like to do. <laughs> I want my lunch at noon. It's just when I get a little hangry. I, I, I wish-
3: Are you guys having fun today? Yes. Are you? I love your nails. Do
2: you Um, want to know a
3: secret? I I, I, I
2: want to know a lot of secrets.
3: So these I buy at the drugstore. They're the press on. No. They're about $7. Stop. Can I I touch your hand? they last for like almost a week.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: No way. they're not
3: How do you take them off?
1: I do shellac clear because I'm a badass. (laughs) Okay. That's I'm already breaking the rules at the school.
2: I was going to say. There's a
1: zero. I find it funny that there's a zero nail polish policy, but then these girls get like caterpillar eyelashes. Mm-hmm, literally, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. looks like they have small birds <laughs> attached to their eyelashes Absolutely. as fake lashes. Like, that's You have a peregrine falcon not against on your the, eye. That's not against the rules, but like clear I'm nail polish
2: is. Against. Take a drink, please. I heard it. I
3: heard it, too. Yeah. Sorry. I don't yeah. want to, you know. Right. We're we playing got, a hey, drinking game.
2: Every time she says something super Canadian, we all take a drink.
3: So uh, what if someone else does? Because Howard just said A. So Howard said that A mean? because he was in my presence. Okay. We'll, we'll see. He,
1: we're interviewing him after. If he says A on the podcast, I'm going to bring him a fireball. Make him take a drink. Fireball. He doesn't
2: drink. Howard, a lot of
1: people have had fireballs here. These are the remnants. Oh, see. But I see. I see. So Sean edited that out. <laughs> Sean. Sean. She had to write his name. Our audio editor. She had to write his, his name. name she kept calling him Shane. And I was like. No, I,
3: I thought it was Scott. No, not that either. It's I mean, it all begins Sean. with an S. And right. it's what? what I'm five letters? It's an S name. He's, 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 he's now going to
1: raise our prices. Stop.
3: So, all right. Sean, don't do that. Sean, right? <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Sean. No, it's Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't written on my damn hand. It's Sean, a- edit this out. <laughs> don't Scott don't. or Sean. Scott, Sean, leave that in, please. I'm sweating. Yeah, you are. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I just got you laughing. Did he Did fall? Jason was wiped out on that. Did he one. fall? All right,
1: do that again.
2: You better fall. So good.
1: <laughs> man down, man down.
2: I was hoping that you'd forget. My dogs are all, all up in arms about it. Can you hear them? They're like, hold on one second. Let me just. I don't know. Darby, come here right now. Okay. Steven's got them. Okay.